Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. Anyhow, let me stop talking because we need to speak to Rolene Marks. And we say, Boketov, Rolene, how are you? I'm okay, thanks, and you? It's lovely to hear you. And I've been listening to you every morning with Howard, and thank you so much. Rolene, what's, uh, what's happened overnight? What's the latest news? Well, what we do know, and uh, I think we do need to understand, this is a very intense military operation, so we're not going to get any news that the army doesn't think we need to to hear. So what we do know, and, in, and information has been quite sparing, is that we are closing in on Khan Yunus, and we have uh, encircled Yehia Sinwa's house. Now, we don't know if he's there or if he's not there, all that the RDF spokesperson said last night, this is Rear Admiral Daniel Hagari, is that um, he said, Sinwa is not underground and I'm not going to give any more details than that. So from what we can understand, it's a very, very intense military operation. There's, there are a lot of uh, moving parts and I think we will know in due course how we proceed. But yesterday, a massive, probably the biggest arms and weapons cache discovered in Gaza, in, in the tunnels, including anti-tank missiles. If you've seen footage of them, they're, they're absolutely massive. Now, this was in a residential area, very, very close to schools and clinics. So what we have here, what we've been explaining over the last two months, and we are now exactly two months since the a horrific massacre, raping and mutilation of our people on the 7th of October is that the Hamas terrorists and various other terror organizations are embedded very, very densely in their civilian population, using their civilians not only as human shields, but using civilian infrastructure, private residences, schools, kindergartens, entertainment facilities, mosques, hospitals as uh, human shields as well uh, and of course according to the laws of armed conflict that changes the status of those uh, of those facilities of those areas into legitimate military targets it's so difficult for israel to be negotiating this because trying to keep world opinion you know What's your, what's your feeling on how much attention Israel should give to world opinion? Well, I think that's a good question. Look, we know that uh, on the 8th of October, the world stood with us. But as we've prosecuted our war in, uh, in Gaza, which the entire country stands behind, we realize that uh, as some of the visuals come out and as some of the statistics, and of course we don't know if they're accurate statistics because they're provided by Hamas. Uh, and uh, Hamas and their um, uh, health ministry make no distinction between civilian and combatant. And we're not seeing too many images uh, of funerals, etc. So there's a, there's a lot of um, question marks hanging in the air over that. But of course, the world will be quick to judge. Israel's opinion is, you know, we'll take on board the opinions of our friends, of our allies, but we very much have to take care of ourselves. You know, I was saying this morning to my husband, we've learned throughout our history that in our darkest hours, uh, sometimes we stand alone. And this time, if we stand alone, we will fight for ourselves. We have to be concerned about our security 
and, and world opinion has to take uh, a back seat. No other country in the world, no other country in the world has to deal with what we deal with in Israel. So for all, uh, you know, all the opinions, they have to realize that we have a terror enclave on our border, still firing rockets to our civilians. I mean, Kath, I'm an innocent civilian too. Yeah. The world doesn't seem to care that rockets came flying uh, to, to my city and I had to run for shelter um, just a few days ago and they're still coming in. Um, so our, our attitude is, you know, thanks for the advice, but we will do what we need to do in order to protect our civilians for once and for all. Yeah, and it always is a, it is a worry. You know, we are all so connected, Rolene. When I, every morning when I wake up and I, I turn on, you know, the news to see who the fallen are and actually feels like a gut punch. And we are all, I think, as world jury. And not only, Jew, not only around the Jew, um, not only the Jewish community, there are many, many people who stand with us. And I think that we need to acknowledge that as well. And accept that, um, that we are not as alone as we, we think we are. We do have a lot of people who, who stand with us, and I think the silent majority stand with us. I think especially as we look around the world and we see what's happening in the streets of, of capitals around the world, major cities, uh, you know, the intimidation tactics, the, the, the violent tactics, it really doesn't help the other side when your supporters are calling for the burning down of Christmas trees in New York City or trashing war uh, memorials in, in London and in Australia. I think the silent majority see us, and we do hear a lot from countries, uh, you know, saying we have a right to defend ourselves. Uh, but, you know, we, we also have to deal with other in international institutions like the United Nations. The Secretary General saying he's invoking his charter and calling for an immediate ceasefire. Well, um, you know, we would remind Mr. Guterres, it took your organization nearly two months to condemn the brutal sexual assault against Israeli women. So you can take, you can say whatever you like, Israel's still going to do the, the job we need to do. And from our perspective, we're not just fighting for ourselves, we're fighting for everybody because we have here a clash of, of values between the medieval and the modern, the barbaric and the democratic, and uh, uh, we see ourselves on the vanguard of that fight. We, ce we celebrate life, Rolene, rather than revering death. Just saying. <clears throat> uh, I didn't hear you clearly there. We celebrate life. We don't revere death. You know, if, if you're talking about we two polarities... Life. We celebrate light, and, it, and, and I'm sitting here in the city of the Maccabees, the city of Hanukkah, Modi'in. Tonight we begin that first night of Hanukkah. Excuse me, it's very emotional for us because it's two months. And we, it, it, there is no coincidence that two months after the darkest moment in our country's history, which we are still deeply, deeply grieving, yes. we will start to, to light those lights. We will start to bring light to the world. And it's really my personal appeal to all of you to light those Hanukkiyot, 
to celebrate Hanukkah. Remember, we are lighting for those who can't light for themselves anymore. We're lighting for those who are held in darkness in Gaza. We are lighting because, as you just said, we bring light to the world. Rolene Marks, I wish you a Hanukkah Sameach, and uh, we will all be united tonight when we light candles together around the world. God bless, and we will catch up with you tomorrow.